Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind played these. We're crossing live to Chicago with Catherine Stark and Nikki Lease. Thanks for joining me, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Steve. What's it like over there? You're both pretty rugged up with beanies and jackets on. Uh, the temperatures dropped today significantly. Um, it was like 28 degrees when I arrived on Tuesday. And yes, Wednesday, Thursday was good. But today, um, it's gotten very cold and windy today. <laughs> Chicago so, weather. So it's Friday night over there now. So you got, what, two days till race day? That's well, right. Yeah. Yep. One day. What's your, yeah. Well, have you done like a couple of little shakeout runs or? I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nikki only arrived yesterday. I arrived yesterday and I slept half the day today. Um, forgot to set an alarm and woke up at 11.45 a.m. So <laughs> we've done oh. plenty of walking around. So hard to get adjusted to the time zone, eh? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few um, along the river, probably too much because I'm just so excited. I'm jumping out of my skin. Yeah, is is there plenty of runners there? Like you, oh, so yeah, so many. And like I'm wearing my New York jacket. Um, there's a lot of a lot of Chicago jackets, a lot of Berlin, Boston, Boston New York, everyone, London. You know, everyone's wearing their their merch. Oh, yeah, it must be so exciting. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Was the um the race expo pretty big or just like a normal sort of size? No, normal size for a world major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a big exhibition hall. Um, plenty to look at. So um, I spoke to Starkey on Monday at a fun run, and you said you've done a few uh, marathons overseas. What about you, Nikki? Is this one of your first ones overseas, or have you done a few? This will be my fourth major. Oh, wow. Um, okay, yep. I'm, I'm targeting the six. I was supposed to do this one in 2020 and um, COVID got in the way. And so this is my 2020 deferral. So it's been four years <laughs> making for me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what other ones have you done? Um, 2018, I did Boston and New York. And then 2019, Berlin. Oh, wow. Berlin must have been pretty special. Yeah, yeah, they all are. They all yeah. are, yeah. One up on me. <laughs> oh, that's good. You'll have to get to London and give London, London a go. Yeah. yeah. So what have you got left to do? London. Tokyo. Tokyo, and that's it. Then you're done. Shit. Done all of them. Wow. Oh, awesome. So what's um what's the race time predictions for Sunday? Uh, hey, what do you reckon? I reckon <laughs> Well, Nikki's a bit faster than me. Hopefully around three and a half for me. We'll see how we go. Shit, awesome. I'd like to try and do 3.45. Like 3.44 is my PB, so um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just out there to have fun. It's it's a fast course, isn't it? It's flat. Yeah. yeah but it can be very windy. We're going to be going into a headwind um, at the start and also coming home. Oh, that's, man, I'd, I always say I'd rather run up hills than into wind. Just... And the wind here in Chicago, they call it the Windy City for a reason. It's pretty damn crap. 
Yeah, it just cuts right through you when it's cold too, hey? Yeah, Horrible. the dinner's coming. <laughs> we saw food. Your dinner's coming? <laughs> it's all right. We just saw some food. It's okay. Uh, We're going to deep dish. So there's a traditional dish in Chicago. You need to have the deep dish pizza. It's kind of like a pie crust. And it's like it's like this thick. And it's just full of like meat and cheese. And it's not like greasy or anything. But you need to wait about 40 minutes for it to cook. And um, it's, but it, it's pretty delicious. <laughs> So for the people listening, you you two are like literally sitting in a pizza shop waiting for your pizza to cook. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> awesome. The things we do for you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. It's like mega last minute. And um yeah, I mean it's like eleven uh what is it over here? Nine twenty in the morning in Australia yeah. and what's it five six o'clock for you guys? Five yeah. Yeah, about yeah. six. Oh, yeah, six twenty. But yeah, the, the town, um, it's a huge vibe. Like when, like today, you could see like so many runners out. It's just and people from all over the world. It's just really cool. And you just chat to anyone in the list. You're like, oh, you're ready for Sunday, and like, it's just yeah, incredible. Buzzing. Yeah. And um, I saw on uh, Instagram you bumped into Wayne Spees. Yeah, I've known him for years, and he is just. An absolute legend. People who don't know Wayne, he's, I would say, elite. Um, yeah. He has comrades in five hours and 40 minutes, um, the up run. Or was that, yeah, anyway, he's just insane. And I was literally walking across the road on Magnificent Mile, which is like the strip with all the cool, ritzy shops, and I saw Wayne. And I literally stopped him in the middle of the road. I'm like, have you seen then we stopped and chatted and I took him over to the Nike store because he's sponsored by Nike. And so I showed him like the five level Nike store and um, we had a great chat and yeah. Awesome. He's yeah. Amazing. We had, um, we had Wayne on the podcast. His, um, his story is pretty awesome. Super inspiring guy. Hey, like, and just a genuine, really nice bloke. I actually told him I listened to him on the podcast. He's just so humble and, um, amazing athlete yeah yeah it was right when we did that um episode with him we did it really late at night because that was the only time he could do it and he was working away and i had yeah. to like get i had a race early in the morning and it was like sort of 10 30 at night or something and i was really wanted to go to bed but i just wanted to keep talking to him like he's just <laughs> you just i yeah. didn't want to hang up the zoom but pre-race inspiration yeah i wonder um i wonder what he'll target on the weekend um, I asked him and he he's going to, I think, try and stay with the women, the elite women. Shit, so that'd be what, like 220-ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's really, he said he was feeling really strong after Comrades and having a bit of a break after that in June. And um, he's just getting stronger and stronger, so. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he's probably got a chance of taking out some sort of age record there well that's why he's here yeah he was invited ah, okay yeah age, world, age group world championships yeah unreal awesome yeah yeah oh well we'll um we'll catch up with you both after the race and um and whack it on the podcast as well 
more cases with some beer. And yeah, this might be beer instead of water, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That's a nice shiny bling to show you. I'll show you Chicago. <laughs> oh, wow. Rainy and miserable. Oh, God. I'm jealous. It's be <laughs> so cool over there to be in, be in that environment. Must be just yeah. like buzzing. It's yeah, all, it's, it's always good. special. Yeah. Unreal. Oh, well, thanks again. Heaps for jumping on. We'll, um, we'll be watching you on the, following you guys on the app. Anyone. Oh, who's no, you give won't. A quick... it's, you won't. It's, <laughs> it's in the middle it's, of the night. It's like midnight in Australia. You won't be following. Oh yeah. Maybe us. I'm like up at random times. You never know. I'll be a help. <laughs> Oh, it was two thirty in the morning the other night, and I was watching a mate of mine fighting Thai boxing in Thailand live on the internet. I'm a bit of a shocker for that sort of stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyone you just want to give a shout out to? Any coaches or anything? I know you're a Runco um, athlete, Nikki. I sure am. So yeah, shout out to Paul and Andy, the Runco team. Yeah, Nikki's awesome. Yeah, Nikki's awesome. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Rob. Um, run with Rob. He's tried to coach me, guide me a little bit to give me some structure around shift work and double shifts and long stuff. So um, thank you for your support. And anyway, let's go get it. Let's do it. Awesome. And enjoy that pizza. <laughs> I'll send you a photo later. Yeah, unreal. Good stuff. All Good right. luck, girls. I hope you go, go nuts ya. and really enjoy it. See you later. Bye. Welcome to episode 86 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. It's myself, Woolly, and Mr. Nathan Barden in session so far. Sparling might jump in, but how's it going, Nathan? Not too bad. We are back running, so that's the main thing. Yeah, that's good. Not far, (laughs) Not far. I thought I'd done like 30K, and then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit, I've done 21K for the week. I must have missed one. Must have missed a run somewhere. I was like, oh, no, I did. But I had a busy week and everything else. I had to go to a dinner meeting I wasn't expecting to. And so, um, uh, yeah, I was all right. I was pretty happy and had a good little run at um, Redcliffe Saturday morning for the park run. And yeah, yeah. Too bad there. She even that headwind. That was twenty one. I think it was like twenty one thirteen or something. Twenty one nine. So I was up pretty happy with that for first run back after a good hard run back after a while. Is that the first run that you did? No, I'd run Monday and then ran Thursday, and uh, just a couple of short runs, and then I did the warm up that, and then a run afterwards with your dad. So I think it ended up like ten k all up. Mate, I um, I was only taking it easy because we had the uh, Inogra Dam yeah. Trail Race on Sunday. We all went out there to support um, Matt Archer on his 500th park run. Um, I'll play a little snippet of him in a minute. So I took it real easy. I was just cruising around. And then um, Sparling was going to do the same, but he ended up running really hard. And then about 200 metres before the finish, he pulled, just like his hammy just blew out. Like... Yeah, really so it just went, it tightened up and then just went yeah. and it stopped and was walking. And I remember went past and went, oh, you all right, mate? He goes, nah, my hammy's gone. I was like, oh, just walk it, walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> Get home. And he then he kind of tried to do a bit of a warm down with us and lasted about 200 metres. He said, oh, no, I'm going, I'm going, um, I'm going home. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to be on to um, just discuss. tell us all about it. But I think it mm. is getting better, but it's still tender. 
definitely yeah. strain something, eh? I reckon, baby, hopefully just a bit of a, of a strain. Like, it's funny that, funny that it went so far in. He was nearly at the finish, but um, maybe uh, just a bit of stretching early in the morning. Depends on if work had been a bit more taxing. I reckon that a lot of that, those little, well, that's not a bit more than a niggle, but, you know, you can avoid a lot of that shit just by strength training, but we just, yeah. us runners just don't do enough of it. Like I've got back in now heavy uh, to, I do it twice a week now doing, uh, doing uh, a strength training, but different muscle groups on those two days. Um, so, uh, and working the legs quite a bit as well. So I think that definitely will help. And touch wood, since I've been back running, I've not had any ankle issues. Yeah, uh, which plaguing me before. And I think that two and a half, I believe it was like two, over two weeks of not running definitely has helped. It's got to be done, man. You've got to get in the gym. Um, to join the gym, you can do stuff at home. No, like yeah. You've got, I, when I say gym, I mean. Just doing strength training. You can go to Kmart and buy like some kettlebells or something. Yeah. They don't cost much. And then there's well, so actually, many drills you can do with that. You don't even need that. If you go if you go camping and you've got stuff to put water in, like water containers, and like every litre of water weighs a kilo, you could fill a couple of 10-litre ones up, one in each arm. You could be doing walking lunges. Um, you could be doing squats with them. If you had a 20-litre like uh, canister, fill that up. You can be doing sumo squats like, in between your leg. There's, there's different ways to – and there's some really good second-hand – gym equipment on yeah. people giving it away pretty much yeah yeah, yeah so there's there's um you don't have to go and spend uh a lot of money on a gym membership and if you do go and want to go and join the gym there's a lot of gyms that do corporate like a corporate deal well gym do you can get a corporate deal for like 16 bucks a week i know phrases on one very similar and that's a bargain the 16 16 What's bucks a corporate a deal man well, basically, like if you're a member of some of those do it, RSEQ, if you're a member or if you're like your company, you know, you might work for a big company or something. They may have a local company may have sorted out a deal. We're lucky. So also, look as well, your workplace may do what's called the fitness passport. Now, if you're... Um, oh, I've seen that, yeah. If yeah. you're a, a Queensland government worker uh, or healthcare worker, you can usually get that fitness passport. Matilda and I have it and it costs us... 25 bucks a week um, between us and we can just we don't pay any other fees for gym we just go and pay to get the entry card 20 30 bucks for emf and that cost me 12 dollars 50 a week um for the for, and then we can go and use this the pool at north lakes there's different pools that you can use like a launton pool so yeah just uh just you know find out through work sometimes work actually will give you so much a year towards uh, a gym membership and that. So just uh, inquire and then ask at the gym, you know, the gym, you know, gym might be 30, 40 bucks a week. But if you um, just ask them, well, what corporate deals do you have? And then they, they tell you and you might qualify for one of those. Well, as an example, I, the, the gym down the road from me, the one that I'm not a member of anymore, mm. I was just honest with them and said, look, I'm, I'm only going to get here once a week, probably not even that. And they just did me a really good deal. I'm like, cause yeah. they just know I'm not, I'm hardly, I'm hardly going to show up, but you know, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, look into it, ask the questions. Cause it's mm. often they're, they're willing to work with you. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, back to Sparling. So yep. he hurt his leg and he was going to run the Inogra trail race. Yeah, he did do it. And then, so he gave his, um, 
uh, entry to Daniel O'Hara. So Daniel O'Hara come to my house super early and we drove in together and he'd, he'd had a hard week of training and a hard park run effort on the Saturday. He was doing some sort of like six weeks challenge or something. And it finished with an effort at a park run. So he was cooked already. And then um, went out there and run that trail race. And man, that's a yeah, good run. Yeah, he did well. He did well. What did but he get? One oh six, one oh eight. I don't know. I don't know. Is exactly. Glenn time. did well. I gotta give a shout out to Glenn. I don't know if that was his first. Uh, was that his first trail race? Mm, yeah, what did he one oh six? I don't know, but he did bloody good run. And it made yeah, one oh four, one oh six. It's a it's a real challenging track out there. It was dry, <laughs> so it was kind of dusty and. It's it's brutal. Like you, first um five minutes in, I was thinking of Daniel. I was thinking, man, his legs would be absolutely melting right now because it's just you go straight up a big hill, straight down a really steep hill, and then you're yeah. looking sort of on like undulating trails running. You know, we were sort of sitting around four minute pace, four tens, and um, oh geez, it was a shock to the system that first few k. But once I settled in. I was all right. I had a pretty good run. I come what to time? 12. What did you get? 101 or 102. Well, yeah, just under 102, isn't it? And you came know. where? 12th? I was 12th overall, which I was pretty Glenn, happy with because it was a really good field. Glenn's got 106. Oh, there That's you go. Great. Um, did he beat Daniel? Yeah. Oh, shit. I think Daniel got 108. Yeah. Oh, still good. And, and who won it? Who took out that win there? Andy Day. Took out the long course. Um, I'm not sure who won the short course, but I know that um, Brad Ed comes second. That's the first time I got to meet Brad in person. Um, I've been chatting to him online heaps because he's an an ex-Thai boxer from back in the 90s. And um, he fought Humpty and... Oh, right. Well, like, yeah, a bit of a legend. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've spoken. We've spoken about him. Good to meet him in person. Um, But, yeah, he's a... Man, he's a shit hot runner. Second place, he came in the short course. I reckon I should have done the short course. I'd have had more chance of getting on the, yeah. on the podium. But uh, yeah, it was a real stellar field in the. Take uh, it out. I reckon, yeah, there might have been a few quick guys missing, but there's there's a lot of good runners there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we just had a hit out. It's bloody good, hilly as, but I was prepared for it this time. Took it. I reckon I ran a bit smarter. I was walking on the big hills. I was passing yeah. people walking, running. Yeah, I I catch people that running, mate. And you just walk, power walk. You catch them. But it is definitely a sport that if you want to do seriously, you need to do sessions on the trails. I reckon because I, I noticed that a lot of them are passing me on downhills just through sheer downhill running. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you got to sort of get throw caution to the wind a bit as well and just let it go. Like, you know, like I do go, I go a bit crazy sometimes, but the thing is though, if you do come a cropper, you're going to probably, you would actually be slower than overall than you would if you'd just gone slower, say like your pace down that hill, but you have sort of like, I don't the know. Thing it's, is, it's, the thing it's is when run. you're like, when you're not really conditioned for those um, trails is your legs are cooked <laughs> already and then when you're going downhill <coughs> and your legs are cooked and then you can't sort of control yeah. your feet placement and it's you've really got to concentrate because you've got to be like looking uh, everywhere you put your feet and then on the way back because it was an out and back so you're coming 
there's people walking uh, up hills. So you, you, yeah, it was sort of um, a bit sketchy at times, but yeah, yeah, it was a really good event. Um, and uh, I think what, yeah, I might enter the next one. I'm not sure what it is, but we've got Bridge to Brisbane this weekend. Yeah. Uh, that should be uh, should be epic, but will it be a dead ten k this time, or is it going to be under? You think? I don't know. No <laughs> idea. I think I've got the course sussed out in my um mind. I'm just a little bit unsure where it finishes. I'm not sure exactly where it finishes, but what time are you going for? Uh, try and break thirty six minutes would be good. Yep, nice. <laughs> and you, you'd have to think that this weekend's trail race would have condition my legs a bit for the hills and i have been doing hills as well in my sessions been doing at least one hill session a week um so i should be well man i was passing people on the uphills on the weekend i felt good on the uphills it was the downhills where i was just lacking a bit of confidence i reckon yeah that's fine but um yeah i i had a had a really good run enjoyed it and um, yeah, on to this one, man. Bridge to Brisbane, and then gonna uh, maybe. I think I'll try and run the state five thousand meter champs on the track. When's that? I think it's just before the end of the year. Okay. Should we? Uh, you spoke about you spoke to Matt, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. So. Um, Should we play that? Yeah, we'll play that. Matt, we're, we're all here to support Matt Archer for his 500 park run. Um, it's got to be a pretty exclusive club. How, do you know how many of, in Australia have done it? Uh, first of all, thanks, along, uh, thanks for coming along this morning, guys. I'm glad you're both you're here. Um, I believe I'm the 19th Australian to have done it. Why did you choose here? Uh, for the pancakes across the road. <laughs> the coffee shop at Cressy's got pancakes, but unfortunately we've got a few people, so we're not going there for breakfast. but that was the original reason why we came. Uh, I was wondering, you live down at um, like a similar spot, uh, Manly, at Wynnum, and um, yeah, that's why you come all the way up here, but there you go. Yeah, I run for pancakes. So you just cruised today, you just felt with your wife. I did a little tempo with uh, quite a park run, and then I did park run today with my wife. I wanted to enjoy the moment. Yeah, good, good stuff. So, you know, it's good morning. And, and uh, a whole bunch of my friends came along. It was really nice to have shared that moment with them. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. Right on, man. Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, so that's pretty impressive, man. 19, well, he's the 19th person in the country to have completed 500 park runs. Yeah. That is um, epic. That's, what, 10 years of running, pretty much. Mm. If he's missed That was the first time I'd run at Redcliffe as well. So. It's a nice park run but it's always wind affecting Windy. which sucks yeah. and it always is on that long part yeah. you know you got one part where it's real long straight line the wind's yeah. always in your face it's never the other nice way around. turn around and have it behind you just for that last what k and a half yeah down the boardwalk there yeah yeah yeah, yeah wax one one run pretty well he did mate i couldn't stay with him he put in a bit of a surge at the uh, about that to three hundred to go, uh, I just couldn't keep him. I thought I might have him. I was so was like with him, but yeah, I couldn't. So uh, yeah, he did well. He's strong, hey, old wax. Plus, that's his home park run, so he knows he knows it like the back of his hand. Um, yeah, that's where the finish is. Yeah, um, I'll play the Starkey and Nikki 
interview at the start so that you sort of get yeah. their um what their what their Chicago sort of buzz is like, and then I'll uh, I'll put their interview on it the second interview on at the end where they told us their time so I won't ruin it. Yep. But um yeah they both went really well. All right, so yeah it was interesting in the morning because when we were down at uh, Redcliffe, there's um. Wax introduced me to a guy, sorry, I've forgotten his name, who's going to be doing a fairly long run. I think I don't know if he's running for 24 hours or he's doing a fair bit of fair number of Ks and down at Sandgate. And then one of the questions he he asked me was, um, he was asking me about he asked me for some advice. And he said, Look, I'm gonna stop and change my socks and shoes every lap. And I think every lap was about 20k or so. And I said, What are you changing your socks and shoes for if there's nothing wrong with them? of which he did have an answer. So basically, like, if you're doing a long run like that, if your socks and shoes aren't wet, there's no reason to to change them. You know, like, um, the only reason in the Brisbane Trail after I changed my socks and shoes is because they got wet. But I put exactly the same pair of shoes on again. I just got, I got two pairs of the same shoe, and uh, it was a different sock. But if, yeah, if, there's, if you're doing a race and, you know, even a you know, 50K race or whatever, you, just because you have the opportunity to change shoes doesn't mean you should. There's nothing, you know, just like there's no problem because then you might give yourself a problem. Maybe so, he gets like real sweaty feet or something. Yeah, he might do, you know. But like I said the best thing you can do is put more like butternut, uh, butternut rub on or if you use Glide so. or something like that, stop, put that on. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, there's no need to change the sock if there's nothing wrong with it. So, anyway. Netflix. Have you watched the Beckhams? Yeah, it's brilliant, eh? They're great, eh? Yeah. I just have to say though, I remember I watched I was watching that game live when he got sent off all those years ago. Actually, I think we were around at Sanjay's parents. Were you there? Or not? He would have been probably been I'm over there. Sure. I my memory of it is that we're all at Gabriel's pub. Oh right. Oh, I can't remember. I Unless it was a different game. But I know we did watch one game in the Beer garden at Gabriel's. Yeah, okay. And I just remember uh, I didn't know about all the um, – well, you probably wouldn't, would you? But I don't remember there being so much hatred towards him for so long. And he was getting death threats. He was getting um, kidnapping threats. Yeah. And and I think a lot of it came down to what Hoddle, Glenn Hoddle said about him. And it yeah. sort of just at the end emphasised the fact, and they just ran with it. Where if he he could have quashed that quite easily, but I don't. It's like you know, you go, oh well, yeah, that's what happens when you're in the limelight and everything else. But um, fuck, what a that must have been horrific for him. My my memory of it is that we were all kind of like, oh, what a dickhead. But like, it wasn't his fault that we lost. Like. Yeah, because it was one all anyway. penalties. It only went to penalties. Yeah. But then we would have won. We would have won if he'd stayed on, and we'd had eleven men, or if even if yeah, we had eleven men, fully blamed it all on. Well, Hoddle fully blamed it on Beckham. I just think yeah. I just think he disliked him. Yeah, there was yeah. probably a bit of jealousy there. Maybe I did find yeah. it interesting that he never came out and flat out said I never had an affair with the. Uh, well, did you hear what he said, though? He said, he said oh, well, it's my private life or something, didn't he? No, but he said, he goes, you know, I was young. I was on my own. I was going out partying with the guys. Is that what he and, said? Oh, yeah, shit. if you watch yeah. it again, I think that's, what's that, second or third episode? Yeah, yeah. He 
and I went, I, I'll have to, I might rewatch that because it'd be interesting. To see. But basically, he said, without saying, he said, um, and, and Matilda and I happened. Him, he said, reckons he would have cheated. Because we, me and Tammy were watching it and I was saying, why didn't he just come out and say he didn't do it? Like, why, why, why wouldn't he have just said, <clears throat> and, and that was all bullshit. It never happened. Like, if it yeah. didn't, you know, like, oh, it's just, that was a bit of a spin out. I, I don't yeah. know whether that's like a again. Netflix editing thing or what, but. Yeah, I think they were trying to show that uh, he, you couldn't know if he did or not. Yeah, the yeah. Question. But the way, the vibe I got was he did it. Same, yeah. 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 And it just the way he explained it, because I was young, I was going out with the boys, it's women throwing themselves at me, you know. Yeah, exactly. So why go with the PA when you got J-Lo throwing herself at you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. But I just thought, oh, you know, like you, you wouldn't, for all the love and money in the world, you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be David Beckham. Yeah. You can't, they yeah. can't go anywhere. You, you would be sitting here in your house and you'd have like security and there'd be people trying to get over your fence. And even today at, at, at uh how he is, you know, it must want, just be. You'd absolutely. want the money because of the freedom you get with the money, but the. But does he get, get freedom, freedom though? Because you can't go anywhere. You go, you, you know, you can't even go to the toilet without worrying that someone's got a bloody camera phone on you. Yeah, or listening to you, or like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like another side to it, isn't it, really? But um, uh, what a great, he was a great player, though. Yeah, brilliant. But, uh, Absolute. And yeah. a brilliant documentary. Too. Yeah, it was well made, wasn't it? It's was good. Yeah, it's excellent. It's a lot better than the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. The Arnold Schwarzenegger one wasn't, I don't think, anywhere near as good as that one. That was really good because it had a lot of, because we, I suppose, we grew up with watching David Beckham. He's what, he's a year younger than me. And, um, you know, so we knew knew the story of him and the posh and the uh, Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was at uni when the Spice Girls came out. So a uh, bit of English sort of background there in it, you know. But um, um, yeah. So the uh, my um, purchase of the week seems to be going well. The old compression, I put them on Saturday night. I think I had them on for about forty minutes or so. And um, yeah, I reckon they, my legs were good. Have been good ever since. So I reckon they're definitely helping. So we'd have to see after after a few more runs. Um, maybe I don't know if there's a there's sort of like a window of best time to put them on, like within an hour of finishing a run. Put them on. I reckon probably might be. Uh, more suitable. I'll have to do a bit of research on that one. And uh, anyway, I don't know if you've ever got the, um, there's, a, there's a local newspaper, right? It's called the localtimes.com and it's a uh, Caboolture, North Lakes and Surrounds, right? You know, the local paper sort of disappearing. Yeah, paper, yeah, I've know? never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit in it about this guy. His name's Guy Schweitzer and he lives at uh, Scarborough. Oh, mate, Clive has been messaging me about this guy. We're going to get him on the podcast. He's just run all the way from Western Australia, right, Port Headland in Western Australia, to Scarborough in Queensland, which is just up the road. And it was um, 4,480 kilometres in 78 days. Um, And he just did it because he could. Yeah. He loves running. He finished and, at his um, own brewery in Reykjavik. Yeah. He owns a brewery. Oh, okay. There yeah, we go. Yeah. I didn't know. It doesn't say that in here. But, um, yeah, it's great. He's got a, a Facebook page in it. But, um, Guy, if you're listening, 
Um, well done, sir. That's an absolute cracker. Yeah. Around. I mean, there are other people who've just run across Australia. Um, you know, Ned Brockman raising money for uh, homelessness, but um, obviously Guy isn't really into it for any publicity or that. He just does it because he loves running. And uh, yeah, why not? Um, you know, he's gone and uh, and done. That's an amazing feat. Feat. So, uh, what well, I'd be interested to see. It doesn't say anything about like who was crewing him and that. So um, I expect probably it was his wife. But um, we'll have to get him on. Yeah, because I've followed him on, him on Strava for a while, and I kept liking the runs. And I was just going like, "Wow, like this guy's just running massive Ks every day." And mm. then it clicked that he's running across the country. Yeah, and um, I'd love to run around Australia, like, but uh, it's you're gonna need like what nine months to do it, and then someone's got a crew with you in the in the van, and yeah, it's a big you, big ask. You're off. Yeah, it's a big it's a big ask in it you know but big, i'd love to do it like raise money for you know like a cure for diabetes the problem is is it's it's not that i mean it's physically dangerous but it's the outback roads you know not getting oh, run over yeah that's the most dangerous part of it yeah not just the wildlife it's yeah. the actual, actual trucks yeah you got snakes, brown snakes, all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. The so weather, many, um, just the weather itself is just brutal. Yeah, even in winter, you know. Man, I watched a video on Instagram the other day. This like group of cyclists riding along a road, and a truck comes hammering down and runs one of them over. Mm. Like, it's just a freak. Well, he wouldn't say it's lucky because he got hit by a truck, but the truck clipped him, and he just landed far enough away from the truck that he didn't get run over and he just jumped oh. up completely uninjured. Fuck. But this truck is, I think it's in Australia. Like I'm sure it's an Australian truck. Did they get this truck driver? Oh, you, it, it's one of them viral videos. So you don't really know what happened, but you would assume they got his number plate. Right. Like, that's got to be attempted murder. Well, yeah. I mean, depending on what the rules are over here, you have to have, give a meter and a half, don't you? But, um, you know, you might. Oh, well, was he in control of the vehicle? Was he trying to hit them? It yeah, like that, he was just like get out the way and just hammered up and just knocked them over. And like, man, the comment section is just oh, mate, like it's incredible. Like, do people actually want to see someone die just because they're riding a bike? Because like, they're a cyclist and in Lycra, and that's someone's like, brother, oh. someone's you know, dad. Someone's uncle, you know, um, and and what annoys me is that most of these people have actually got a bike in their garage, and their kids have bicycles. Yeah. So imagine if it's one of their kids out there that was a teenager and was riding in a group yeah. of cyclists because they love cycling, like I used to go cycling on my own at sixteen, you know, and they're going, oh, I hope they get run over. I think it's just disgusting. I, like I understand the frustration of when you're running behind schedule and there's a group of bikes in front of you and it might take you an extra minute to get around them. I understand there's a bit of frustration there, but I don't understand how that could want to make you so that, you know, that frustration is a justifies someone dying. <laughs> Do you know what I, I, mean? I just, 
It's I just, crazy. Um, I, I've never had, I've never, I don't get frustrated behind a cyclist, I suppose because I was one, but it's so easy to overtake a cyclist. You know, you see like there's cars coming and cars aren't bumper to bumper. So, you know, you see the cyclist up ahead, you look in your rear view mirror and your side mirror and you see there's a gap coming up, you put your indicator on. First of all, you don't just go, you put your indicator on, you know, and then you just, and you don't have to, do, you're only over for a quick, you're going like the cyclist is doing what the maximum 30, 40, you're doing maybe 60, 70. Yeah. You can just go into the lane back again. It's you like, it's, them up it's, in like five seconds. Yeah. It's a, no, it's a no brainer in it, but like, um, yeah, no, I never had any problems in England, but the only thing in England is usually there's not a lot of the two lanes each way. It was one lane each way, but that one lane, was the size of two lanes over here because it was parked cars and you just, you never really, I never had any worry until I was cycling in Australia and then you go, shit, it, it's a, it's a lot tighter. Man, it's I, re- I reckon it's got to be so, one of the most dangerous sports going. Oh, it just to train, just to go out there and train is just dangerous. You know, it's like, it's bad enough running around here because there's no proper footpaths, but you cycling. Yeah. It's just the people have no, have no respect for you. You know, it's almost like a jealousy thing. I think they go, oh, well, yeah, look, you know, you're you're keeping fit and healthy and I'm not. But I go out running, mate, and I get people beeping at me, hooning at me and shouting stupid things at me as well. Yeah, all the time. And you go, what are you fucking, what are you doing? Like, what what are you trying to achieve by dropping my skid or dropping the engine and, like, the you know, exhaust backfires? I've had all that. I had some bloke going past me on a motorbike, dropped Drop like a couple of gears and give it one. And I was like, I was like, what are you doing? Are you, are you trying to impress me, dude? Like, really? <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, when you, know? you actually break it down, it's it's ridiculous, eh? But I mean, yeah. and I, you get I, people I, shouting, I, get... I just go put my thumb up because yeah, I think because yeah, he can come back and run me over with his car if he wants. Do you know what I mean? He knows he probably get... doesn't ever run around here quite frequently. He might, you know, and I run at all different times of the day, so. Like you go, oh, so there he is again. That arsehole. Oh, so I can get him this. You know, you just don't know, do you? So you will just go put me thumb up. Thanks, mate. Ignore him. I get it in Kalanga all the time. Yeah. There's like be like a car full of like 17, 18 year olds, and I always just think, oh man, I was young once. Like just, I just, yeah, yeah I do. That. Just trying I to literally look cool. just go like, yeah. Mate, got- when I was cycling, I used to get things thrown at me. Yeah, yeah, mate. I got food thrown at me. I got a can of fucking bourbon thrown at me once, hit me straight in the head. Like, <laughs> I actually took it in my, I emptied it, I put it in my pocket, and I took it to the local police station. They went and fingerprinted it. Oh, nice. Like, I never saw the ute again. I know the ute. If I see that ute again, I fucking know it because it was like looked like hand painted, like royal blue, oh. and it was a ute with a had a tray canopy on the back as well. It was like a like an old, uh, like you know the Holden. Rodeo, the older ones, it was a blue, and and it was I was riding into it was going to Sanford, and I was riding to Sanford. So anytime I go near Sanford, I was looking for this blue. I mean, I'm talking like ten years ago yeah, now, yeah. but I still it'd look for the, it. You'd be in the dump now. <laughs> yeah, it fucking coming, bonk straight in the fucking head. I was like, you ass. Imagine them laughing in the car though. They would have seen <laughs> it. Crap, me. You're Holy shit. It was partly drunk, you see, and so yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. It through it, and it just went. I didn't even. I just felt this thing. I don't and watched the can bounce off. But the, you know, the, the best thing I ever had. Shout it! I had something to me once. Right, I was coming into, was coming past McDonald's in Caboolture, and this girl leaned out the window, in the back window, and she said, "You are beautiful. Never give up." And I'll tell you, it made all the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. 
And I thought, what a thing to say. It was like a Sunday afternoon about two o'clock or something. I, I was about 120K into, you know, 160K ride. And I thought, wow, what, uh, that always stuck with me. She was probably on magic mushrooms or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably still going from the night before. But, um, yeah. yeah, I thought, oh, it was quite touching. Someone would, would say that. But anyway. Um, Mate, it's nice. let's just talk about Chicago quickly and then we'll roll yeah. into the uh, interview with the girls. Oh, what a the, – the conditions were perfect, weren't they, obviously? Yeah. Incredible. Incredible run. Um, Kelvin Kipton. Everyone would know listening probably two hours and 35 new world record. Insane. seconds. Insane. Hey, and, um, and when did the last pacer source last person drop from him? What was that? What, what I, I actually that? don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's good to get that close. Like he's within a minute of, um, Elliot Kipchoge's time and Elliot had all the a flat dead flat course and all the, pacing and everything so that's an amazing feat and it- uh, you 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 think he's got <laughs> to uh be the first guy to do it eh? to go under two hours in a race makes you wonder whether he'll do it this year I imagine if he had gold coast with no wind yeah i reckon you could yeah. you could smash it um yeah and the women's winner was safan hassan 213.44 just another incredible performance. Both yeah. wearing the brand new Alphas version three. Geez, they look oh. good. I sent that to the group earlier. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. Nah, I didn't see it. Oh man, they yeah, they look on Insta. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, they look pretty cool. Um, local guy, Wayne Spies, former guest, 229. Not a PB, Ooh. but still a blinding run. Um, also Lewis Purcell from the Striders. He, he was going really well until about 27K, and then he hit the skids pretty hardcore, but he finished. He had really bad cramps. He he, he did 255.13. I think he was probably on track for about 238-ish, something like that, until sort of like 27, 28K. Yeah, tough day out there for, for Lewis, but still a good run, sub three, even though he's got, you know, you can run way quicker than that. Lewis run oh, like maybe the goal for fifteen. The goal for a lot of us three hours. Yeah, yeah. He's run like nearly broken fifteen minutes for five k. So okay. he can run super quick. But yeah, the marathon's a different beast. Hey, eh? it's hard mm. to, to get it all to work on the day. I'm looking at these shoes, mate. They uh, look like a cross between the Vaporfly and the Alphafly, don't they? Yeah, like the AirPod seems like it's back a little bit, eh? Yeah, I was. Mm. Like not so far forward like it is on the other models. Well, I thought maybe it looks like it's further forward, but it's the tell you what makes it look weird. It's the heel, isn't it? Mm. And um, yeah, and then there's no that there's a more support there in the arch than that you don't get in the um, version one and two. twos, the ones and twos. I see your dad was wearing the ones, the Alpha Fly ones at the weekend. Oh, and man, I, had the I wish I could get a pair on. of them, eh? I wish I you could still snag them somewhere, but you just they're, they're just gone, unfortunately. They don't make them anymore. There's not anywhere anywhere being sold. No. I mean, you probably get a pair on marketplace or something, but you don't yeah. have any case they got in them, do you? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. No, they look. They look. Uh, they they look nice. I'd like to. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see when they come out. You never know, though. Wouldn't it be funny, like, in a couple of months' time, all of a sudden they've got them at um, DFO or something? Most Sold people wouldn't straight you'd away. miss them. But you'd miss them quite quick, easily, though, wouldn't you, if you didn't actually read the box? Because you could quite easily miss them for, like, something else. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see when they come out in the shops, in the Nike shop, and how much they are. Are they on sale yet or not? No, January, the new ones come out. Oh, is it? In Australia, yeah. I mean, you probably, probably get them from England or America or something, but... I'll have to have a little word with Spencer because he gets, like, uh, what, a €3,000 account, free account with Nike, so I might have to hit him up for a pair for, the, for, the, uh, for the London. US size 10. <laughs> yes, size 10. No, no, I'm a 12, mate, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, yeah, right. mate, Spencer, Spencer, do you want to make some money? We've got a few uh, people want some... Uh, Want the Alpha Fly Furries? Yeah, she doesn't need it. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Uh, nothing else you want to talk about? No, I think we're good, mate. We've had uh, we're getting into some serious training tonight. I'm gonna go for a trail run, actually. I've got a session, and then um, <clears throat> I'm just jogging for the rest of the week until Bridge to Brisbane. I think. Oh yeah, a little bit of a sharpener on Thursday. Um, and then, Bridge Bridge yeah. Sunday, isn't it? Sunday, yep. Yep. I'm going to drive over, park my car, park my ute, and get Tammy to drop me off there after the get her to meet me at the finish. Otherwise, I'm oh. not dealing with that bus system. That sucks. Fuck that. Crazy couldn't, you get, couldn't you get dropped off this side of the bridge and just jog over for a warm up? Oh, man, it's a long way. What's well, well, 2K probably? It's no, a hill, maybe, maybe more than hill. that, maybe like three k, and then you got to run up that bloody hill. Yeah, yeah. Rather do a warm up on the flat. <laughs> yeah. Once once over the bridge is enough. All right, well, good luck to everyone, Bridge to Brisbane. Uh, be interesting how many people are there. Should be a big turnout. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll roll into the interview with um, Nikki and Starkey, and yeah. uh, we'll catch good us on next week. See you then, we kid. All right, we're, we're crossing live to Chicago again. The marathon is now over with uh, Catherine, a.k.a. Starkey, and Nikki L. Well done, Hello. girls. How was it? It was oh, amazing. It was, it was tough, but um, it's such it was perfect conditions. It's just such a good day. What a, um, what a world record. You've both got oh, to take part in a in a world record event. Amazing! Was, I think we were at about maybe twenty seven kilometers. Yeah, and they announced it like a new world record has just been broken, two hours and thirty five seconds, and we're just like everyone's just cheering and just yeah, wow! I, I, I was running along and I started clapping. I said, like, "We're running in a world record race! This is awesome!" <laughs> everyone got oh. so excited. I actually um, screen recorded your Instagram story, Nikki, where he, he it was like an after race press conference. And uh, the... that was, um, so I purchased ticket into the hospitality tent and we went in there in the morning and they did a pre-race briefing with the race director and they had a few previous um, winners of the marathon came and gave us like a pre-race uh, heads up and, you know, rev up. And then, yeah, post-race, about one o'clock in the afternoon, we were hanging around for it. And, um, yeah, the, the male and female winner both came in. 
because um, uh, Safan Hassan also got the course record yesterday, second fastest women's marathon in history. Um, her second person and uh, London and Chicago, and she's won them both. Um, so yeah, equally sort of amazing. Um, and then yeah, then the, as soon as they walked in, everyone just mobbed the stage, <laughs> and uh, everyone had their phones up recording. It was um, it was really cool. It was very special to be part of. Oh, that's that would have been like well worth the money paying for that because oh, that was so cool. You were just like literally a few meters away from him. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy uh, said he finished the second half in like 59, 30 or something. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, yeah. how is that gotta, humanly possible? You've got to lift your game, Steve. <laughs> oh, man, you look at his 5K splits and like he's running for every 5K in like 14, 20 or something. Mm. Which is quicker than the, the 5K winners on the Saturday. Oh, absolutely crazy. Like, tell us how it, how it went for both of you. Like, you said it was perfect conditions. Did you guys start a little bit behind the elites or? Yeah, Definitely. how did it go? Our start was meant to be 7.30, both of us, but obviously there's corrals like A, B, C, D, E were all 7.30. So, obviously, elites went and then A and then continued on. So, I probably didn't cross the line, I don't know, till 7.45 maybe. I don't know. What what did you? Well, I was in B and it was probably about 7.35 by the time I crossed the start line. So they, they let the elites go and then they wait a minute or two for Corral A to go and then just, just to you know, space everybody out. This is incredible. There's 40,000 people running, but you never feel cramped or anything. Like you've always got space to run. Um, I was just following the blue line. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just the, the crowds are unreal. Oh. It's just pretty much for 42 kilometers there's crowds along the street yeah screaming and yelling and cowbells oh my yeah. gosh and then there's bands and then there's transvestites like these guys dressed that was hilarious guys dressed up in dresses <laughs> playing in a rock band and um there was what is it bagpipes a string pod pet there was yeah. just everything every few days there's some sort of entertainment going on and and there's, yeah. there's like just local people just with tables of waters, um, lollies, oranges, bananas, bananas <laughs> beer at the end, like beer at about 24 miles. In, oh, in a, in a yeah. Beer. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it, parts of it at times it's almost too much. It's real sensory overload when you just try to concentrate on getting to the finish line, but you also want to take as much of it in as possible. Um, but it, it does get a bit tiring <laughs> yeah um, people have said that about london like they get it gets to a point where you're just like oh i just want to like concentrate now and there's people just screaming yeah. at you and you're just like oh yeah. shit yeah um, i saw um i saw on instagram the they put up a post with all of the people that had done the the six majors and they had them they'd given them their medals yeah, yeah. and i was like oh that's the first time I've seen that and thought, oh, I'd love to do that. When I saw those medals and I was like, oh, man, Nikki's only two away from do from getting that. Yeah, it was funny, though. Yesterday I was writing and I'm like, this is really hard. I don't know if I want to do the other two anymore. Mm. Um, but today it's a different story. Um, yeah, it's they're hard to get into. I think we're very fortunate to be here. Yeah. Um, 
and see so at yeah, Tokyo and London, I've got to go. So, but no, no rush and do them all. But yeah, it's pretty special. It's so they're just another level. It's my friend, um, local friend, Giovanna Manuel. She um, she runs with BSB, Blood, Sweat and Beers. She got her sixth major and she was racing in the age group championships as well. So, um, I actually saw her this morning, so I'm so proud of her. She's knocked them all off and got a family and kids, And but she, yeah, you can do them if you put your mind to it. It's, it's not a cheap hobby. No. No, super expensive, eh? <laughs> super expensive. I'm actually just looking up Wayne. I didn't actually see his. Oh, yeah, have you go. I actually have 229. Wow. 229, wow. Yeah. Okay. That would have just been him. Not not quite a PB for him, but still a great run. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. So how long have you got left over there before you head home? Uh, I go tomorrow. And so I'll arrive back in Australia on Thursday. And I'm off to LA tomorrow, um, taking the family to Disneyland for a couple of days. And um, a couple of days. Walk around. Walk around Disneyland. Yeah. Um, button for punishment. Um, and then, yeah, so we leave Saturday, land home Monday morning. What's your guys' um, thoughts on, like, the recovery? Do you try and run straight, a, straight away or have a few days off or have a week off? What do you guys do? <laughs> well, I didn't run today. <laughs> um, I did. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a run. Anyway, I just got the legs moving. I'm not, I don't care about pace, just to move. And then today, just walking everywhere. Yeah. I think it's good for the recovery, but I've, you know, no sort of strict training or anything this week. Yeah. Bit of a week off. Have a, probably have a couple of short jogs later in the week. Um, but today, uh, we're doing so many steps walking around the city, sightseeing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's good. Good for the legs anyway, to stretch them out. I've yeah, found cool. muscles out. I'm sore in my arms and mm. my ribs. Um, just from, you know, pumping your arms for 42 Ks. I'm sore in different places today. Yeah, when just you just to go to the limit. Yeah. yeah. It just goes to show, like, doing some strength training is so imperative. Yeah, really of, beneficial. Yeah. yeah. I think Nikki said to me yesterday, she goes, you know what? I'm going to follow your footsteps. I need to do some strength training. <laughs> Need to oh, get that, better that, at it. Yeah, I was going to quiz you on that. Do you? So you don't do any Nikki, but uh, look, I do, but just I'm not consistent with it. Um, Coach Paul definitely programs it in my program, but <laughs> it's a matter of need <laughs> <laughs> to actually do it and, and just finding the time. And I think this last training block, I've just felt quite tired with all the running. That sometimes you just get home and look like, oh, I just can't find it in me to after a day's work to be then me doing something else. So, um, it, but it's something that I'm that I'm keen to focus on for the next two months is work on that less running, more strength, just to yeah. build up for the next. For sure. What do you do, Starkey? How much strength do you do? Um, probably three times a week. Just depends on my shifts. You know, I do a lot of night shifts and they're twelve hours, so I sleep during the day mostly. Um. But yeah, at least three times a week, um, all over body type thing. One let one one day is legs, another day is arms, and yeah. In, you were saying something that you've got like a 
a metal hip or was you joking or no i'll send you a picture later both <laughs> yeah i've had both my hips operated on due to quite severe osteoporosis and um uh one of them i fractured my neck of femur and the other one i had to have a subtrochanteric rotational osteotomy where he had to chop my femur in half and rotate at 25 degrees so my left leg is significantly shorter than my right so i have a permanent yeah. and um anyone who runs with me or works with me knows that and i usually get given shit like oh you waddle like a duck because i you know i waddle yeah um but they get used to it and that's my running style and i actually didn't think i'd be able to run fast fast enough to ever do a good marathon but i did yesterday holy shit well done that's just um <laughs> next level like so the strength training must help with that you'd say yeah, it's a mainly rehab. Like I'm always doing it's to rehab the hip. I still need steroid injections into both of my hips, maybe once every six months. And I've got amazing um, orthopedic surgeon who's very supportive of my running goals. And um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. Um, what else do you do? Just sit and do nothing. Exactly. I'd, I'd do exactly the same. Yeah, some people do sit and do nothing. And I think just to have that commitment to then go out and smash a cat smash a 10 minute PB yesterday. Nuts. And, and a Boston qualifier. Oh, yeah, well done. So good. I don't think I'd get in though, because it was only by 10 seconds. And I'll let you know now the course was amazing, pretty flat, a few little inclines, but 300 meters to go there's this ramp they, like this they put a hill right at the end oh, and, I'm like, and i'm like i've got one minute to run 200 meters i'm like i don't know what's my 100 meter pace what's my 200 i don't know and i have never worked so hard in my life to get across that line um i haven't even looked at finishing photos i don't know if i want to but um there was lots of tears at the end i Crossed in three thirty-four and forty-seven seconds. So you're just under. And Nikki, you were uh, three thirty-three thirty-one. So we were like yeah. a minute apart. Yeah. We didn't see each other at all the whole race. But probably, yeah, miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how yeah. cool, hey? Yeah. yeah. Peter Lewis tells a similar story, but he went over to. I think it might be might have been New York or Boston with one of the other guys from the Striders. And they um they finished like a second apart or something in, in the results, but they yeah. didn't see each other till right near the end. Mm. That's crazy. Eh? At the end, it's so funny. Like you walk through, you get your medal, and then you get your foil coat, and then they give you a beer, <laughs> and then a protein shake, and a donut, and fruit, and... You know, I, I'm like, oh, I can't drink this beer. It went straight in the bin. No, I didn't yes. pick one up. <laughs> straight for the chocolate milk. Yeah, I, I down that. It was great. Oh, great idea to have at the end of a marathon. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was just phenomenal. Yeah, well, I, I was into the hospitality tent, which was amazing. If, if anyone's doing Chicago Marathon in the future, buy the ticket to the hospitality tent. It was probably an extra $50 or so, um, but well worth it. In the morning, we went in, um, separate bag check, separate toilets, 
a smorgasbord of food before and after the race, heaps of tables, and it was just warm. So um, the only well problem was it, was it it was well worth it, but it was just a little bit far from the start line. So we we had to make a mad dash to the start line to, to get to the corral just before it closed. <laughs> um, but it was definitely well worth it. And to see the winners afterwards, that was just phenomenal. I did the pleb auction and I just <laughs> lined up in my corral. It was freezing. <laughs> I've never been so cold in my life. I had bed socks over my hands. I had a scrub jacket on from work. I had a long sleeve, a twilight, you know, running top. Sorry, Margot Manning. I threw that away. Um, and a blanket from the plane wrapped around me. But, you know, I saw people in dressing gowns. What a brilliant idea. Yeah. 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 Easy to get off, just nice yeah. and warm. Yeah. yeah. So next next time I do a cold race, I'm getting a yeah. cold dressing gown. The condition's really good for running. As soon as, as soon as we got moving, it was just yeah. nice. It was, yeah, it was cool, calm. There's a little bit of wind and a couple yeah. of spots. Um, yeah. What was your favourite part of the course? Uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was quite overwhelming. There was, um, you know, all the, all the music and everything. There was... Um, coming through, I think it's about the 16k mark. There was a band playing um, "Take Me Home, Country Roads," and I had to hold back tears because that was played at Dad's funeral a few months oh, ago. Shit. So that was quite emotional. Um, and then a few days later, I think I had to make a toilet stop. And then I had my um, my husband and um, son Huey. They were out on course, and I saw them in four different spots. So they they were so brilliant in getting around the city getting to four different spots and managing to see me at all four. Um, so I stopped and gave them a cuddle part, part way through. <laughs> um, I watched your Instagram. Yeah. That looked pretty cool. I was actually thinking that, like, oh, you'd be emotional seeing your kids. Yeah. yeah. It almost For me, I'd almost not, I'd just wave from a distance and keep going, yeah. otherwise I'd be bloody choking up. <laughs> I, I did on the last one. I, I just kept running because it was just near the finish line. Um, but I thought, well, do you know what? The, they've made such an effort to be there and yeah. it's it's really hard being a spectator at these events because you, you stand there for ages looking at all these different runners thinking have, have they already gone past have I missed them yeah um so to be able to actually see them four times is really special um for them to have the patience to do that and spend the day you know following me around was really cool um so yeah that was awesome I've done it in London um for my dad a few times and and, and his mates when back well back when we lived in England as a kid, but when I was I think in 1999 they did the London and we were there and I remember I was getting sick from going like that. Yeah, you know, just yeah. just my head just darting left and right, making sure I didn't miss him. And then it was yeah, as soon as you saw him, you were on on the tube, whizzing somewhere else to try and get to the next spot to see him, and yeah, crazy just the sea of people, really hard to spot you so they did yeah. well to actually see you they did great yeah yeah and then they um when i met up with them afterwards they had a bunch of flowers for me which is really sweet awesome. yeah i've got to get myself one of those um blue runco singlets i think yeah makes it run fast coming into um summer the black singlet's pretty hot and i was wearing it that yeah. day I, I was you were there starkey at um Winham. Oh yeah, Manly. And, yeah. Geez, it was hot. Uh, and I was seeing you wearing the light blue one, Nikki. I was like, oh man, I got to get myself one of them. Yeah, well, uh, first time I ran a Starkey, uh, I was wearing my 
Goodis, which I bought this colour because it was similar colour to my Runco singlet. And um, yeah, we were talking about our Goodis and how cool they are. And then next minute, I get some custom made matching earrings from this lovely lady. <laughs> cool. And, and just so it happens, it's also the same colour as the Finishes T-shirt this year. So um, yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> Real. Yeah. Well, you're um. Are you? Is Paul your coach or Andy? Paul. Oh, Andy won the. I did a trail race uh, on Sunday morning. Andy yeah. took that out. Yeah. Absolutely brutal course, and he was running it like it was nothing. Yeah, he's a guy. As usual. He's yeah. Training Yeah. God, he's just a yeah, just a machine. Yeah, a gazelle. Yeah, yeah, just like, um, yeah, I won't talk about the trail running because it's all about you guys, but geez, that's a tough sport. <laughs> trail running is tough, eh? Oh, I prefer trail running any day. Even with your hips? Yep. It's, oh, no pain when I do trail running, whereas every step on concrete is so painful for me. Is that just because you're kind of like changing up your... Yeah, I, I don't know. The, tra the trails are softer, easier, like on my body. I just, yeah. So I'm going to do a lot more trails when I get back home. Mm. Sorry, yeah. just going back to what you were saying, Nikki, before about the, um, you paid for the, um, what was it called? The, tent. the hospitality tent. Hospitality thing, yeah. I know that in London, if you can do the age best time, you get yeah. you get like a, a similar thing. So you start in a different like pen. You've got your own clean toilets mm. and uh, it's there's more shelter. So you're warmer. I've seen it on yeah. YouTube. Definitely worth um, doing that uh, if you can. Absolutely worthwhile. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder what the age best times are for the women. Do you, have you guys got any ideas? For London? Yeah. I know the men's, but. I wouldn't know the women's. Okay. I looked up London and the, the good for age entry is for the UK residents only. Yeah. But they do have a club championship, um, which I think it's sub 314 for women's. Yeah, it's quick, eh? But yeah, I still have to be a member of a British athletics club. Oh, shit, really? Are you? Um, I'm not a member. I could do it dodgily because I could just put my uncle's address or something down. But I think too, I didn't realize that I thought that if you did the actual times, not the, um, not the age times, there's like a, I can't think what it's called, but I know that for my, I'd have to run sub two forty to get yeah. in, which is pretty quick. I'd have to chop yeah. another nine minutes off my PB to make that time. But I think, from what I read online, that's sort of like anywhere around the world you can, if you've broken that time, you'll get in. Yeah. yeah okay. the, the good for age thing is the UK. Yeah. Living in the UK. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. difficult. For, um, Nathan's brother, Spencer, is the organiser of the London Marathon. So oh. we can always sort of try and get in with him. But he said even, even with him, it's gotten so strict. It's yeah. hard to even get the the ones you can give away. Whereas back in the day, you could just get in. But now it's, yeah. I think since COVID, they've really clamped down on, you know, how many you can give away and that. Cool. Um, today I just caught up with, you know, Claire Garrity. Yeah. 
Yep, uh, her parents are here. And I've known Claire for oh, a good 20 years. I say I know her. I know the name. Friends. I don't really know her, but I know the name. I've seen her on Strava and that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And anyway, her parents just did Boston Qualifier, and I think they're in their 70s. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah, they went together. And so I just had coffee with them, and that was very special. Um, there's so many people here from... Brisbane and it's so great and it's such an easy town to get around mm. and meet people and catch up with people and yeah and a lot of people hobbling around wearing their medals today <laughs> yeah you guys were saying before before we were recording you've both got your medals on and everyone's wearing their medals you said yeah everybody even even um 5k medals as well this is mostly marathon but um and and just Congratulating each other. So I went to the lift, and someone just looked at me and said, "Congratulations!" Because I had my medal around my neck. And yep. I think that's a that the, the, all of the majors have been the same. So the city gets right behind it. Um, it's always that like they're really proud to have the marathon here and have everybody here. It um, brings in a lot of tourism. Yeah. Whereas if you wore your medal in Australia, you'd look the day like, after, you'd look like a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd probably get bashed. I'm gonna wear mine to work next week. I'm gonna wear mine on the plane. <laughs> so, <would I>. <laughs> so what's um, what if, what's next? Have you got any plans for anything when you get back to Australia, or are you just get back into training and? Um, I don't at the moment. So my plan is a couple of months rehab and recovery. I've been um nursing a tip post tendon injury for a long time. Um, so prior to the marathon, I'd been going to the podiatrist every week and getting needles in my calf. And, um, so it's time to give that a bit of rest and get it sorted. So I plan the next yeah, race. Probably. I think maybe this, maybe this year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I've got uh, Gold Coast 50, which I love doing, even though it's, it's hot, hot as hell. But um, I really enjoy um, the Gold Coast running family and community. That's great. I really, yeah, love that. And then um, I'm off to Tarawera in Feb. Yeah, huge, huge event that one. I need to get the trail. Need to get the trail running. So yeah. Yeah, we we interviewed um, Daniel Jones last year when he he won the hundred k event, and um, yeah, he said it's like a massive, massive event. For, for the like yeah. trail scene and yeah, I think it sounds really good. Course. Sounds like a really yeah. sort of the interesting event. Beautiful. Yeah, the course is absolutely stunning. So can't wait. Yeah. Would you do, because there's two events there. Hey, there's a hundred and then there's a hundred miler. Is that right? And I think there's a 50K. Yeah. What Which one will you do? Uh, I've already entered. What do you think? You're going to do <laughs> From the... my personality. Yeah, you'll be doing the the hardest one of all, hundred miles. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. locked and loaded. Shit. <laughs> I've done a hundred k's um on the trails before I had my hips done, so I haven't done more than fifty k's since recovering from hip surgery. So yeah, now it's time to ramp it up, ramp it up a bit. And Nikki's already agreed. On helping me with my training, <laughs> maybe <laughs> on the bike. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I think I'm just going to do some of the shorter distance stuff with the heat. I don't know if I could handle running 50K down the Goldie. Yeah. I've thought about it and I'm like, man, that just sounds just horrible. It oh. is a, it's a great event though. I've been down there the last two years. I've so got, I've got a free entry. I'm trying to palm off to your sister. Yeah, she could do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, her and Katie need to do a 50 kilometre, like they said. So I've got a free entry and one of them can have it. There you go. Just gotta, <laughs> you've just got to convince them to do it. Oh, you're just going to just enter and just do it. Yeah, I've lost my mojo several times and it wasn't until I saw a post on Instagram. Um, I only met Nikki about six weeks ago and because through Instagram, Nikki had posted like, oh, that was a terrible 30K. I've lost motivation. How am I going to do Chicago? That's having a pity party. And I reached out. I'm like, hey, I feel the same. I'm doing Chicago. Do you want to meet up for a run? And so we live close by and we met down at Wynnum and um, then I took every Sunday off work for the next five weeks and we did our long runs together. We did our long runs together. That's awesome. It's so important yeah. to have like either someone or a group to run with on them long runs. It just makes it so much easier. Hey. Yeah. 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 It's very hard with my shift work though. Like um, I do a lot of my runs during the day at midday in the boiling hot and it, I guess it makes you stronger, but it's horrible because you're running because you're tired and um, I don't know how Nathan gets in a routine doing all of his shift work, his night shifts, but anyway, oh, makes it work, doesn't he? Um, it's Steve Sparling. He's he's the baker. Oh, oh he's, Steve. Yeah, okay. He's always doing it in the uh, middle of the day and I always say to him, how do you do that? Like it's just getting sunburnt so hard but he's yeah. he said i've been it's all i've ever done i'm so used to it yeah yeah back to the 50k if you palm that entry off to my sister she only just did um the gold coast that was the first marathon she'd ever done and um she has heaps of trouble with like nutrition so i don't know how yeah. she would i don't know how she'd go doing the 50 getting getting the uh the fueling right but, well, you could always write right beside her and help her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, could if she was if she was going to do it, I'd definitely go down there and support. But yeah, God, yeah. I, just, I can't imagine running fifty k's in the in the in the boiling hot sun. Baby, um, last year GCPC, it was raining that yeah. morning, so I was brewing for Paul, and um, yeah, we're standing out with our umbrellas in the rain. Oh, that's right. And it Paul run, at, didn't he? Uh, he had a blinder last year. Yeah, he smashed it. I think he finished sixth. Um, first 50K event. I remember seeing him. It was the, the second lap and he was heading back and I just handed him a drink. And then he just pulled up and grabbed his hammy. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and he's like, oh, cramp. And he just had to walk out the cramp. And then he got going again and just, uh, yeah, smashed it. Talking about cramps, the amount of people you saw in the last five kilometres just holding their legs yeah. and, oh, it was carnage at, like, every marathon. And I'm, like, running along. I haven't hit the wall yet. <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> I hit the wall about 25 days. <laughs> oh, man, I was cramping so bad at the Gold Coast that 
coming down the home straight, everything was cramping, like my neck, my arms, everything, like my body was just shutting down. But I was doing kind of what you were doing, Starkey. I was watching my, looking at my watch going, if I stop now, I'll, I'll have missed it. So it was an all-out sprint. And then when I finished, I, I was thinking, God, I'm in the worst shape here. And then I looked around, took a look around and went, no, I'm not. Everyone's <laughs> in the same position. Like everyone's just on yeah. the floor dying. But yeah. yeah. I just kept walking. I didn't sit down. I didn't stop. I just kept walking through. And it was like about a four-kilometre walk back to my hotel. hotel. Yeah. But, you know, that seemed like nothing, to be honest. And, um, yeah, then we went out for pizza and beers last night and had a great afternoon. Awesome. I'll Same I'll pizza probably... place. As... Sorry? Same pizza place as you. Uh, oh, yeah, you. yeah. Well, that, um, you sent through some photos and videos. That pizza looked like it was about an inch thick. Yeah. Yeah, that's the deep dish. It's almost like a pie. Um, pizza pie. That's what Chicago's famous for, deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. It takes about 45 minutes to cook, but it's delicious. And it's not so greasy. Filling. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm sick of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. massive amount of carbs in that stuff. So much. Yeah. yeah. If you were um, tracking your calories and that, geez, that would blow you daily calories out <laughs> if you if you weren't running a marathon the next in the next couple of days yeah. shit mm. yeah you don't come to chicago to be on a diet <laughs> yeah 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 I've, I've only been to america once but it was years ago and my mates that have been in the last few years have said that like everything in america is just bigger like the drinks are bigger yeah. the, the yeah. portion sizes is huge and yeah yeah I'll send you a picture of my breakfast. I did eat it all. <laughs> it was, um, but yeah, good, good portion sizes. Look, I'll I'll let you go. Thanks heaps yes. for um meeting up and having another chat to me. It's gonna. That's all right. Thanks for having podcast. me. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks, well Steve. done, and um, we'll have to catch up for a group run or something when you get back to Australia. No Thank problem. You. All right. See you later. Bloody legends. Well done. Thank you. See ya. Twisted intelligence